Saul Luckman. That winter in the high desert, as snow blanketed the Sangre de Cristo Mountains and I spent more and more time indoors and inwardly focused, an important preparatory stage in my bio-spiritual rebirth commenced. One day, for the first time ever in my career as a fiction writer, a character who seemed every bit as real as I was introduced himself to me. While this should make perfect sense to fellow writers and artists, the phenomenon of meeting a fully developed character in the imagination in much the same way you might encounter an interesting character at a bar may strike some readers as strange. Perhaps by recalling some of the unforgettable figures who have appeared in your dreams, you could understand how this might occur in waking life. His name was Luke Solomon. He was about six feet tall and Hollywood handsome but for a slightly overlarge nose, with sandy blonde hair and mischievous eyes that seemed to alternate between shades of green and blue. He wore a red t-shirt, faded jeans and tennis shoes, and carried a buffalo leather duffel bag slung nonchalantly over one shoulder. His first act, even before introducing himself, after walking into the room where I sat at my computer desk gazing out at the snow, was to ask, got a smoke? I did not have a smoke because I did not, could not, given my chronic fatigue, CFS, and multiple chemical sensitivities, MCS smoke. The question, which seemed insensitive, annoyed me. In fact, he annoyed me. Hero is trying to overcome a vaccine-induced, life-threatening autoimmune illness, for God's sake, and into my allergen-free sanctuary walks this brash, sarcastic character wanting to light up. But more than that, the guy wants me to write down, word for word, the story of his imaginary life. What are you waiting for? He asked, plopping down on the beanbag in the corner. Start typing. This is important. Maybe it was because my life ever since moving to the high desert already bordered on surrealism, or maybe I was bored, but I started taking dictation from a character I had just met. Thus began Beginner's Luke in the only way it could have, illogically and improbably, with these two philosophically loaded paragraphs. It all began with a mysterious fire in my belly, a burning desire to go everywhere, meet everyone, see and do everything. It began with a life or death decision to remove the needle of false security from my arm, turn away from the Medusa of routine, part the veil of bogus guarantees and pass on into that vital place where, regardless of the question, all you have to say is yes. It began with a wisdom of foolishness, a commitment to remain fluid, receptive, in process, part of the membrane of things as I struck out on that spiritual route 66, the experience trail, determined to follow it to the end. It began with yours truly spontaneously ceasing to be myself and becoming someone else, assuming in the blink of an eye the role of a drifter, a rolling stone, a wayward mariner lone and visionary on the high seas of chance and possibility. Having shared this literary anecdote, allow me to clarify that I was not channeling anything other than a previously submerged aspect of my own consciousness. This should be obvious from the playful similarity of the names Saul Luckman and Luke Solomon, who are indeed mirror images, twisting helices of my own complex psyche, simultaneously serious and ludicrous, respectful and irreverent, profound and absurd. Channeling is an overused term and concept, particularly among New Agers, for many of whom if a message is not channeled from Archangel this or Galactic that, it is not valid. But the question must be asked, especially of those who espouse a cosmology, as do I, where everything is seen as ultimately one being, a creator seeking to experience itself through the illusion of multiplicity. How is it possible to channel anything other than parts of ourselves? To think and act otherwise is, at best, not to be in unity consciousness, and at worst, to adopt an irresponsible attitude that allows us to say anything we like while attributing it to the higher authority of some outside source. But there is no outside. As award-winning musician and longtime student of A Course in Miracles Larry Sayer likes to say, there is only one of us here. 
the healthiest attitude toward so-called channeled transmissions embraces the fact that, ultimately, we always are speaking to ourselves. Even our higher self can be understood as part of our so-called individual identity, and an integral one at that. I'm far from implying that no interesting or useful information can come through channeling. To the contrary, much of the inspired and inspiring material in the Bible and other holy texts could be considered channeled. In the case of Luke Solomon, his transmissions, which eventually ran to 1,100 pages and six volumes, constitute a major portion of Saul Luckman's life's work. This may not be immediately apparent to readers who interpret Luke's imaginary adventure as merely an absurd lark. While it is that, most assuredly, Luke is also a profound teacher in the role consciousness, specifically, the imagination, plays in creating and recreating our reality. All joking aside, Luke's message is that it is crucial that we learn to live consciously in our imagination, for only in this manner can we reinvent ourselves and our world. In order to come to life in our imagination, and thereby awaken to our greater spiritual identity and purpose, Luke taught me in no uncertain terms that we must be willing to leave the old reality and its historical limitations behind. In his own words, our awakening to the possibility of radical healing and transformation, individually and collectively, begins with a life-or-death decision to remove the needle of false security from, our arms, turn away from the medusa of routine, part the veil of bogus guarantees and pass on into the vital place where, regardless of the question, all, we, have to say is yes. Often willingly but sometimes grudgingly, over the next five years I listened more and more to what Luke had to tell me as I recorded his laugh and cry out loud narrative in a mode that usually felt, bizarrely enough, less like composition than transcription. Thus well before developing and healing myself through the regenetics method, yet in a fictional manner that was preparatory to this powerful form of DNA activation, I immersed myself in the philosophy that I could begin a new life in and through consciousness, one where sickness was merely a memory and I was healthy enough to imagine and live my own inspiring adventure. And lo and behold, I did. Allowing my art to flow through me in as unadulterated a form as possible was facilitated greatly by what I call the art of allowing. Without some mastery of the latter, I would have been incapable of staying out of my own way long enough to let Luke utter his typically trenchant wit and wisdom. And like the art of allowing, allowing my art, which despite my debilitated physical condition often sent me into spasms of giggling at the shocking sentences I found myself typing, provided its own palpable influx of healing energy. By the following May, having accepted a teaching job at a boarding school, I said goodbye to the high desert now abloom with countless yellow and lavender asters and headed back east to get ready for the fall semester. Amazingly, after a year of vision questing, practicing qigong and writing almost daily, my body was strong enough to take on a demanding position where I would do much more than just teach English. I also would spend considerable time and energy guiding groups of students through the woods and mountains of Appalachia carrying a heavy backpack. Deep down, however, I knew that my health remained problematic. In addition to residual fatigue and annoying symptoms such as headaches and muscle spasms, I still suffered from disturbing food allergies and chemical sensitivities. While continuing my Qigong regimen, I started seeing a therapist who used an electrodermal screening device to determine and treat allergies, to little effect. In addition, I began regular intravenous collation to draw heavy metals out of my system, also money poorly spent. The next year, my health relatively unchanged, I accepted another teaching position at an international school. Out of the blue, midway through the school year I developed back-to-back abscess teeth that required antibiotics followed by root canals. The shock to my already shaky system was swift and severe. Within a matter of weeks, my old problems with Conjada were back with a vengeance, as was my debilitating fatigue. At the same time, my allergies, which had been manageable, 
became so intense I could no longer season my meat and vegetables because of crippling reactions to simple spices. My existential agony at having rolled back down to the bottom of the mountain like Sisyphus's boulder was almost too much to bear. To have been so close to reaching the summit and taking flight, and now to be wallowing in my own ashes again, very nearly led me to despair. Not even daily Qigong could tip the scales at this stage when, more clearly than ever before, I came face to face with my own mortality. Thankfully, my nightmarish relapse was short-lived and breakdown soon gave way to breakthrough. I managed to survive, literally, the remaining two months of the school year, at the end of which I resigned for medical reasons and returned home with little direction and less hope like a soldier wounded in battle. And yet, it was at this exact juncture that I discovered the remarkable world of allergy clearing through Devi Nambudrapad's allergy elimination technique. Nae employs a form of muscle testing called kinesiology to determine and, in tandem with a type of acupressure, address various kinds of allergies that often are associated with chronic conditions. For all its promise, Nae left something to be desired. Still, I noticed a slight improvement in my allergic responses that led me to try a similar therapy called Bioset, developed by one of Dr. Nambudrapad's students. Bioset expanded on Nae by clearing not just for allergens, but simultaneously for underlying toxic factors such as heavy metals. While initially providing some additional symptom relief, Bioset also failed to undo the Gordian knot of my mysterious chronic illness. Nevertheless, allergy elimination technique fostered the most substantial health improvements in me since learning Qigong. Indeed, in terms of reducing, if not actually eliminating, my sensitivities, allergy elimination was even more effective than Qigong. I became so enthusiastic about the possibilities of allergy clearing that I hounded my bioset practitioner to train me in her own variety of allergy elimination techniques she was in the process of developing, after which I spent a year working with her. Thus a powerful new period of apprenticeship in understanding and utilizing spiritual energy began for me, clearing the way for the regenetics method both energetically and through a series of life-changing insights into the true nature of healing and transformation. Copyright Saul Luckman. All rights reserved. Adapted from the international bestseller Potentiate Your DNA, a practical guide to healing and transformation with the regenetics method. Saul Luckman is a pioneering painter whose work has been featured on mainstream book covers, the fast-paced trading game Bazaar, and at least one tattoo on a female leg last sighted in Australia. He's also an acclaimed author whose books include the international best-selling Conscious Healing, which you can read free online, and its popular sequel, Potentiate Your DNA, available in English and Spanish. Saul's visionary novel Snooze, A Story of Awakening, The Coming-of-Age Tale of One Extraordinary Boy's Awakening to the World-Changing Reality of His Dreams, won the 2015 National Indie Excellence Award for New Age Fiction. Building on this deep dive into lucid dreaming, parallel universes and Hindu mysticism, Saul's new novel, Kali the Destroyer, finalist in both the New Age and Visionary Fiction categories of the 2021 International Book Awards, is a page-turner of a sci-fi tale set in an Orwellian future seated in the dystopian present that radically rewrites Gnosticism as well as the origins of the earth and humanity. On the lighter side, Saul's popular book of satire, The Angel's Dictionary, a spirited glossary for the little devil in you, received the 2017 National Indie Excellence Award for Humor. Learn more about Saul's art and writing at www.crowrising.com. Disclaimer, the developers and all facilitators of the Regenetics Method offer DNA activation as educators and ordained ministers, not medical doctors, and do not purport to diagnose, prevent or treat illness of any kind. Regenetics Method information and sessions are offered, and accepted, as exercises of freedom of speech and religion. The developers and facilitators of the Regenetics Method make no recommendations, claims, 
promises or guarantees relative to specific health challenges. You are solely responsible for your own medical treatment and care.